I'd like to thank everyone for being in the service with us tonight and all of you that uh, will be viewing this uh, service. Uh, again, this is sort of uh, out away from what we our normal is. But uh, we're going to uh, have some different things in this service tonight. But I want to again read this particular verse, Psalms 118, verse 24. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We'd like to go to the Lord in prayer, and I know that our numbers here are very few. Uh, and so all of you all that's here, raise your hand if you have a request, several requests, all of those around. And uh, we have several people in our church and community uh, that is sick. Uh, uh, one of my relatives, 98 years old, he failed today, bruised himself up, cut his head, just lived right above the old church, Johnny Woodward. Remember him in prayer, the Lord would be with him and help him. And again, we have our sick and shut in. We want to remember and always dedicate our services uh, to that. We'd had some requests today, prayer requests, and also some song requests. But this time, we're just going to go to the Lord in prayer and take all these needs before the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come before you tonight, we ask you, Lord, that you'd reach down and touch each request. God, you know everyone's needs. God, you know those that are sick in body. Lord, those, you know those, Lord, that have uh, needs in their homes and their families. We ask you, Lord, that you'd reach down and touch each one of them, Lord. And surely, Lord, we all know that we have lost loved ones and neighbors. We ask you, God, to send old-time conviction upon them, Lord, and touch their heart and their life, touch their soul and their spirit. We ask you, God, to come by and minister to them, Lord. We ask you, God, your blessings to be upon this little service. God, doing what little bit we can, Lord, for you. Bless all of those tonight that's uh, uh, not able to be here, but would love to be in service in the house of God. We ask you again, Lord, uh, with this uh, uh, virus that's over our world, God, you know when. And we ask you, Lord, that you just touch, Lord, and move and uh, take care of it, Lord, we pray in your time and hour. We pray in uh, Jesus' name. Uh, we had a request for Carol to sing this song uh, today, and so she's going to sing this song. And so pray for her. And, uh, you know, if you're at home, wherever, you can lift your hands and praise God right there in the living room, uh, outside, sitting on the porch, or in your automobile, wherever you might be. Uh, but we'd like for us just to have church and worship the Lord. And I, I feel like God has really come by and helped. I know he has me. I was very hesitant about doing a, a service of this uh, type, whether or not we would be able to actually uh, do what we need to do. But by the help of God and his power and his spirit and anointing of the Holy Ghost, he has blessed our services. Praise God. And I believe that there's going to be some souls that will be touched and saved throughout not just this little church, but all the ministry, the, the word of God is probably going out to different places tonight farther than it, we have ever known it to go. The ministry, the hundreds and thousands that are listening to some of the services. And surely there's somebody there tonight that's uh, not saved uh, that will listen to either this service or another service. And God would uh, touch their heart and minister them. And so uh, pray for us as we try to sing the song here.
when there's no place to go You think no one knows what you're going through When you've done all you can You're exhausted, my friend There's nothing else left you can do When life overcomes you Someone betrays you You're feeling like nobody cares There's the one place I know And there's no place to go I can go to the master in prayer I can go to the master about me, he won't overlook my petition, standing above, he's watching in love, he's waiting my burdens to bear, he's got time for me and a place for you too, I can go to the master in prayer. When the world turns on me, I'm so blind I can't see, doubts are everywhere. When my friends turn me down and my spirit is bound, I could rise above all my fears. When pain won't release me, there's no peace within me. I feel Life isn't fair When I've turned and I've tossed And my night's sleep is lost I can go to the master
I'm glad tonight that we can go to the Lord uh, in prayer. And I don't want to live my life thinking that I can do everything on my own and I don't need the help of God. But there will be times in your life, and especially as we get older, we find out how really much we need the Lord and how we appreciate him. When I was a young man, I didn't take God for granted, but, but it seems like the older that I've gotten, I realize how much I really need God. Just to make a, a daily walk, just one more day, Lord, I need you to help me. And so Caleb's going to sing a, a song here, and then we're going to get right into the message as quick as possible. I can't take a heart that's broken and make it over again. Oh, but I know a man who can. And I can't take a soul that's sin sick and wash it white as the Can't walk up on the water, and I can't calm the raging sea. Oh, but I know a man who can, and I can't cause blind eyes to open or make the lame to walk again. Oh, but I know a man 
Cause I can't walk up on the water And I can't calm the raging sea Oh, but I know a man who can And I can't call a night to hope tonight that we know that somebody that can and I appreciate the Lord I'm feeling the power of the Holy Ghost here tonight praise God I don't know what you're feeling but I hope tonight wherever you're going to be sitting and viewing this service tonight I hope the power of the Holy Ghost comes by like I'm a feeling it hallelujah right now in this service praise God you know what tonight I believe in that song I know a man that can praise God and I want him just sing a, a, another verse in the chorus of that and wherever you're at, I want you to just lift your hands in there. And maybe you have a need tonight and say, I know a man that can. Praise God. He can touch. He can move for you. Praise God. And I can't walk up on the water And I can't calm the raging sea Oh, but I know a man who can And I can't cause blind eyes to open Or make the lame to walk Oh, for well, he's my dearest friend. 
Praise God. I'm glad tonight, as I already said, that I know a man that not just that he can, but I can testify tonight and tell you that I know a man that has. Praise God. He's just not somewhere in the future that he can, but I've had him to work in my life and answer prayer in the last little while. Praise God. And I want to thank God for it tonight, that there's a man tonight, praise God, that can. And I desire your prayers tonight. I'm going to preach uh, by the help of the Lord on a little thought, and uh, I don't know exactly. I preached this at our church uh, some time ago, but the other morning, the Lord uh, again woke me up, and uh, this is what he gave me, told me I need to preach it again, and uh, told me some other parts of the service that I need to do, and and as I made mention last service, uh, Caleb and Misty was coming across the mountain, or over there somewhere toward Richlands area, and the Lord had moved on him. He didn't know uh, the part of the service later that we're going to get into, and uh, the Lord moved on him with the same thing. And so I feel like tonight that in this service that we're having, again, we were limited when we would just re preach at our church, sometimes 50, 60, 75, 80 people maybe at times. And, uh, but we know by looking at the uh, uh, Internet that it went out to somewhere close to 1,000 people. And surely tonight uh, somebody needs help. And it's allowed the church again through all of this. The devil thought that he might have us all down. But again, as I said, the word of God has probably reached more homes and more lives in this little short time than it would have been if we hadn't had it. So there can be some good come out of some of these things. Um, and that's what we're looking for. And so I want to read to you tonight and get through as quick because I'm looking forward to the latter part of the service at... Uh, we're going to be having someone else come and say a few words and uh, talk about the goodness of God. But if you would, we'd like just to read. And as, as, I, as I say this, I want to say this with all respect. Uh, you know, I don't have any new scriptures. I've not found out something that somebody else hasn't found out. Uh, you know, we all be familiar with all the scriptures. And so... You know, it's not like going in the Bible and reading a verse and finding one that nobody's ever read before. They're all, they've all been read, and about all the subjects have been preached on at some time. And I thought about it. It was way up in the morning this morning. I thought, Lord, and I remember years and years ago, I was at Brother Roger O'Queen's, I believe it was, and I preached on a on little old simple thought, and all my thoughts are simple, was uh, bread. And uh, I told the story about my grandmother's house. Uh, you could always go to her old wooden cook stove, and she had a bread warmer. She always kept biscuits all day long, was up in there. Uh, and you could smell the, where they'd been cooking. And uh, I thought, you know, I don't mind eating biscuits then every morning. There's always good. But the thing of it really made it special was, was the smell of the cooking. It was fresh, same old biscuits but it's fresh, and that aroma would fill the house, and uh, you, you that's got a little age on you, you, you know what I'm talking about, praise God, and you could just smell it, and again, just because it was biscuits didn't mean that we didn't want biscuits again, right. and so uh, that's the way it is sometimes about the word of God, 
We have heard it and heard it and heard it. But, but I like the freshness, amen, just like that morning bread, the freshness that comes by when we read those verses and those scriptures that we have read over and over a hundred times and preach from them, reference to them over and over. But tonight, I'm asking for the Lord, just give me some freshness. In this, hallelujah, glory to God. In this service, the Lord just give me a good dose of freshness upon this bread of life. Praise God and the word of God. And so it said in Jeremiah 32, verse 26, Then came the word of the Lord unto Jeremiah, saying, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Now I want you to notice here, uh, God was actually speaking here, and says, And the word came unto Jeremiah. And these are the exact words of God. God said, Nobody's quoting him, but he said it out of his own mouth. Is there anything too hard for me? Praise God. We may hear quotes of somebody that has said something a long time ago or in a, whenever, but when we hear the words from the person ourselves, amen, we know how real it is. And God spoke the words and said, Is there anything? too hard for me praise God and I want to use tonight as a thought and the Lord help us just for a little bit uh, what he's done for others he'll do for you I believe that tonight don't you I believe God loves me and I believe he loves everybody all over this world that old boy that old girl that man that woman that's lost and somewhere out in this world and they're in a, in a bad situation tonight and they're maybe high on drugs or they're on alcohol or whatever may be their uh, circumstances God loves those people you know that tonight because he loved me praise God amen and I want to just talk to us a little here about things that's been hard and I won't take time to read all the scriptures because it's quite a bit of reading I just want to reference to some things in Genesis chapter 18, and it's uh, found in verses 1 through 15. We find here that Abraham and Sarah was, uh, uh, were childless there, and uh, they were desiring a, a child. And we go to verse 11 in the chapter, and, uh, and it says, And now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah, after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surety bear a child which, I'm, which am old? And so the Lord had spoken to Abraham and told him they were going to have a child. And so as Sarah laughed within herself and uh, you know, it was hard for her to believe it because it was a difficult thing. Never had heard of it as far as she was concerned. And so it looked like that it was impossible. And I've known of families and people that were in this same circumstance. They desired children. It seemed like they couldn't have any. And then after a while, God blessed her home with the one, two, sometimes three, later on in life. So I know that God, he'll, what he'll do for one, he'll do for another. Praise God. And so it comes down, and it says, Is anything too hard for the Lord? 
And at the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. And Sarah denied, saying, I laughed not, for she was afraid. And, and he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. I want to tell you tonight, as God looked upon her need, God sees every need of everybody here tonight. He sees every need that everyone that hears this message tonight. Whatever it is, there's nothing tonight too hard for God. Hallelujah. I've been in circumstances. I've been in situations. And I thought that it was no way out. But somehow or another, when God pointed that special time, as he told Sarah, he said, at a pointed time, I'll visit you. Aren't you glad tonight for the visitation of God? Praise God. It's something about when God visits a man that God leaves his mark and you can tell God's been here. Praise God. God's been over here. God's been right here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And so, a very similar story. The great miracle of the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen. And uh, as the angel comes unto Mary, you know the story. And Mary sort of wondered in her heart, how can this thing be? I have never known a man. I've never been with a man. I've, you know, and it would seem to be an impossibility. But the Bible said here, and the angel talked to her, and he said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee, Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Amen. Notice what it said. It said, and the Holy Ghost. I believe in the Holy Ghost tonight, don't you? Praise God. I believe in the Trinity. I believe that there's a Spirit of God that can enable us and support us and strengthen us in the time of need, whatever it may be. Amen. Praise God. I'm feeling something tonight. Praise God. I'll tell you what. If we could just get this Holy Ghost to come up on us. Praise God. When we're praying, whatever we're going about to do for the Lord, if we can just get the Holy Ghost to come up on us, how much better it'll be. How much more effects we'll have when the Holy Ghost comes up on us. Praise God. And so, he went on down here, and he began to tell us another story with it. And says, Behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, and who was called barren. Amen. He said she was called barren. So, apparently, it wasn't that she had just not had a child, but it must have been some kind of a circumstance surrounding this. She was called barren. But he said, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Notice the scriptures here, the reinforcement that the scriptures give us to have faith and believe in when we ask of God in faith and believing that God's going to do it. Amen. You know what reinforcement is, don't you? Praise God. Well, you know, if I, if I was in a situation and somebody was going to whip me and uh, they was bigger than me and uh, they had had a reputation of, uh, you know, being a, being a thrasher, I'm telling you, doing that, praise God. And I say, wait just a minute till I get my reinforcement. 
Come over here real quick, fellas. Daryl, Caleb, real quick. Praise God. Amen. You know what reinforcement is, don't you? Praise God. That means you got strength behind you. Line up behind me, boys. Now would you like to take me on? Praise God. This is my reinforcement, praise God. And I'm going to tell you tonight, God deals in reinforcement, don't he? Praise God. Amen. And so, and he said here that uh, uh, nothing's going to be impossible. So these scriptures that I'm reading to you, being in, nothing impossible, God, that's all that reinforcement. So devil, whenever you come and we pray, or whoever prays, and the devil says, that's not going to happen. It'll never be. It can't happen. I tell you what, I've got reinforcement tonight. Praise God. There's nothing impossible with God. Hallelujah. Nothing impossible with God. Amen. And so, there's another familiar story in the Bible, the story of Lazarus. Amen. Lazarus had passed away. Amen. And Jesus saw the sorrow of, of, of his family. Amen. And they, they uh, come, and, and it said here, Jesus asked about Lazarus. He looked upon him, and the Bible said, Jesus wept. Amen. And in verse 39, Jesus said, he comes to the tomb, and he said, Take ye away the stone, Martha, the sister of him that was dead, Saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Amen. Lord, you know, if you'd been here uh, before he died, or by the time he died, but Lord, his, his body is already rotted. His body has uh, decomposed, praise God. There's probably nothing else left of him, Lord. It looked like every reason for it not to work. She knew the reason for it not to work. But tonight I'm telling you one thing, that there's nothing impossible for God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Nothing impossible for God. I don't know what you're praying about. I don't know what your needs are tonight. But I'm going to tell you what. I'm a servant of God that can meet every need. Amen. Praise God. And so, Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou should see the, shouldest see the glory of God. Amen. And we look down here, and he goes on, and they take the stone away. Amen. And you know what? Jesus cried with a loud voice. Amen. I'm going to tell you what. He didn't have to, his volume wouldn't lift it up for Lazarus to hear him. Jesus had enough power to snap his fingers here to come out of that grave. But I believe for the, those that were standing by that Jesus did it for their benefit, that they could see the evidence and hear him call Lazarus by name. And he cried out, Lazarus, come forth. Amen. And here comes Lazarus walking right out of that tomb like nothing had ever happened, praise God. 
I'll tell you what, there wasn't no smell of death upon him. There wasn't no sign of death upon Lazarus anymore. Why? Because the Lord had come by. Praise God. And again, I'm a preaching tonight. What he's done for others, he'll do for us. Praise God. So many times the devil, the enemy of our soul, amen, that roaring lion going about to and fro, as I preached the other day about that great roar, and he roars unbelief, it'll not happen, he will not do it for you, you're wasting your time praying, I'm going to tell you what, we're not wasting our time praying, we're to make our petition known to God, the Bible said we have not because we what? Ask not. And God wants us to ask him tonight. Amen. And so, we go on down here. And I, I thought about, Lord, it's so many things that I could reference to in the word of God. But I find in 1 Kings, amen, God blesses that little old widow woman. Praise God. And uh, the man of God comes to her and he wants something to eat. And he asks her what you have. She said, I just got a little bit left. I got about one more meal left. That's about all I got. Man of God said, I tell you what, said, if you'll fix it up for me, we'll go see what happens. Praise God. Amen. You know what he was saying? Let's put God first and see what happens. You know why a lot of people don't get nothing from God? They don't put God first. Amen. They don't put God first. I've seen God work this past week. Why? Because people are putting God first. I've seen God make a way when it looked like it was almost impossible, Caleb. You know what I'm talking about. But I tell you what, God made a way. Praise God. You know why? When we put God first, God will work for us. Amen. And he wanted this woman. Amen. Praise God. He wanted this woman to uh, put, put God first. And she did. She fixed it up. But I'm going to tell you her story was. When she's talking to a man of God, her story was sort of sad. Uh, man of God, I've got one, one, one little batch left. We're going to cook it. We ain't got no more groceries in the house. We don't have no way of making it. We're going to eat this, and then we're just going to die. In other words, she was saying we're going to probably just starve death, and that's going to be it. But I'm going to tell you what. When she put God first and a man of God first in her life, I tell you what, God blessed her. And the Bible said, and uh, said, Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. And for thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. She went and did according to the saying of Elijah. Amen. It's not just to think about doing it, but it said she went and did it as the man of God commanded her. Put him one first, then you fix your little batch out of it. But it went on to say here, if you'll do it, amen, you'll have meal in the barrel. Till the, until the rain comes, praise God. I don't know where you're standing tonight financially. I don't know where you're standing, whatever your needs are. But I'm going to tell you one thing. If you will put God first in your life, God will make a way. Praise God. 
What he did for this little woman, he'll do for others. What he did for Martha, he comforted her heart. He restored her. He'll do it for, for the others. Praise God. What he did for Abraham and Sarah, he'll do for others. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So she went. And I, I love this other story. 2 Kings chapter 4 is verse 1 through 7. Amen. Here was a woman. Amen. And a man of God called Elisha came to her and said, What shall I do for you? Amen. Sort of paraphrasing it. Amen. And he went on to say what had happened. That they owed a debt, and they come to collect her children to pay that debt off. They were going to have to work as slaves and servants. And she talks to the man of God, and he asks her, says, uh, uh, what do you got in the house? Amen. She said, I've got a, just a pot of oil. And I'm going to tell you what, there's a difference between a pot and a barrel. I believe a pot was probably, it might not have been about a quart or a half a quart or a gallon, but far, far from being enough to sell and pay all of her bills. And while uh, he talked with her, and uh, the Bible said, and he said, talking about that creditor, come to take her son to be these bondmen. Amen. And he said, uh, i tell you what I want you to do. He said, I want you to run over to the neighbor's house. I want you to get a bunch of vessels. Run all over the community. Get every pot, kettle that you can find. Well, I'm sure she did. I, I believe tonight that uh, uh, maybe her boys hadn't been taken yet, but maybe they ran over there and they went and barred and they uh, hauled all the pots and all the room and the kitchen and the, and the living room and every room in the house was just full of pots. Praise God. What in the world's going to happen here? And you know what took, began to take place? He tells me, he said, went down and shut the door upon her and her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. She filled one vessel. She filled two vessels. She filled every vessel in the house. And the thing of it was, she had just as much in the pot when she got finished as she did when she started. Praise God. I'm going to tell you what, God never runs out of blessing. Just because he blessed yesterday don't mean he bless, won't bless today. And he won't bless tomorrow. But God never runs out. He's like the little widow pot of oil. It'll never run out, praise God. Even to the coming of the Lord, the blessings of the Lord's going to be with us. Amen. And so, uh, I've got a story that I read about. And uh, sometimes I like to read uh, supporting information that sort of Give us a little more detail about, about the, what we're preaching. Amen. And as I said, when I got this message, I woke up early in the morning. Early in the morning, some time ago. And I heard a song in a, this, uh, in, a, in a faraway place. I could hear the words of his song. And when I woke up out of my sleep, God spoke to my heart and said, That's what I want you to preach on. Amen. I want you to preach on that. And so I began to look the song up, and I found out some of the information. And I'm going to just read uh, word for word here just a little bit, and just bear with us. But I think that you'll enjoy what I'm getting ready to say, not because I'm saying it, but simply because of what really happened. Amen. There was a man that was known by the name of Stuart Hamblin. Amen. 
Most people don't really remember him, especially young people. Years ago, a lot did. Amen. Uh, he has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It was placed there in 1978. Praise God. Yeah, he, he was a radio personality, a songwriter, cowboy singer, and appeared in several motion pictures as an actor. Uh, a lot of his work, as I said, was in, uh, um, in radio. But we find that he was born into a family of a traveling Methodist preacher in 1908 in Kellyville, Texas. In later years, after going to Hollywood, he appeared in 10 movies, and he was with people like Roy Rogers, Gene Autry, John Wayne. He also, was, as I said, he was a singer and a, and a songwriter. Wrote a lot of songs in his lifetime. He wrote uh, somewhere around 225 songs that were re recorded by artists like Eddie Arnold, Pat Boone, Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley. Amen. He wrote that old song, This Old House. Praise God. And so we find that in his lifetime, he had reached a place in life of of fame and popularity. Praise God. And so when he was there, uh, sort of climbing up the ladder, we find that there was pressures that came with all this fame. In his uh, high-profile career, he began to seek for relief and get out of the pressure of it. He began to drink. Many times his drinking landed him in jail for public brawling and destructive behavior, drunk, uh, drunk in public, amen. And oftentimes the producers and different ones, the sponsors, would have to bail him out of jail because he had uh, got into there over his way of life. He went on into the horse racing and gambling and all of those things in his life and seemed like he was always searching for one thing after another and another and another to satisfy something inside of him. He got old after a little while. Amen. But we find that in the year of 1949, his wife had heard about a, a fellow by the name of Billy Graham that was having uh, meetings there, uh, and they called it under the big tent. Hamlin's wife persuaded him to attend one of the services, and early the following morning, he requested an appointment with Graham. After he had went and talked and listened to him, he wanted to talk to this, uh, this evangelist. They, they let him go and talk to him, and, and they had a, conver a conversation. And during that conversation, Hamlin surrendered his life to, to the Lord, and he began to serve the Lord. Hamlin tells the story of one of his songs, and this is a quote from Hamlin. Praise God. He said, I wrote the song one night. Shortly after midnight, my wife and I had been visiting one of Hollywood's most famous movie stars. We'd gone over to his home just to fill him in on some things that had happened in his uh, recent absence. Somehow, the discussion got around to how people can solve problems within themselves. I remember making a statement such as, It is no secret what God can do in a man's life. About two hours later, as we were about to leave the actor's home, he said, the actor said this, said, Stuart, you ought to write a song about it's no secret what God can do. That is a beautiful thought. And as we walked across the lawn back to their house, I began to think about it. When we arrived at, uh, 
into the living at home in the living room. He sat down at the organ. Said our clock began to chime, the hour of midnight. I grabbed a pen and started writing. The chimes of time ring out the news. Another day, praise God, another day. And as he began to write those things down, he says, I wrote until the song was finished. I turned and glanced at the hall clock. It was only 17 minutes after midnight. I couldn't believe it. I'd never been able to write a, any musical composition in less than three and four hours. I thought the clock had stopped. Then I looked and saw the big pendulum still swinging. Praise God. Hamlin's song has been heard in every small city, town, and Hamlin in America, in countless places around the world. In more than 50 languages, Stuart's neighbor who made the suggestion about writing a song was by a man by the name of John Wayne. Everybody pretty well knows of his uh, 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 fame and been that. And you know what? And he said, went on to say here that uh, it was because of what John Wayne had said to him and his testimony testifying to John Wayne. Uh, it is no secret. And tonight, it's no secret what God can do. Amen. Could I even phrase it like this? It is no secret what positive faith, hoping that God's going to do. I believe God's going to do some things, praise God. I've got a, I've got a, a boy that's uh, backslid and out of the house of God. I, I'm looking for the day that he comes back to the house of God. Not only my boy, but your boy, your girl, your, your wife, your husband that one time was in the house of God. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. I tell you what, what he done for the little woman sitting at the wellside, he can do for them, praise God, for everybody. What he done for that man that was in, in among the tombs and stripped himself down of his clothes, cut himself, a wild man. I tell you what, we got a world of people going wild. But what he done for that man, he can do for your boy, your girl, your relative, whatever it is. Amen. What he's done for others, amen, he can do for you. I want to read just a few verses of this song of what there is no secret what God could do. And the reason, if you notice what I read to you, he was talking about he heard the chimes of the clock strike 12. He said, the chimes of time ring out the news. Another day is through. Someone slipped and fell. Was that someone you? You may have longed for added strength, your courage to renew. Do not be disheartened, for I have news for you. And the chorus was here. It is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. With arms wide open. I'm glad they're wide open. He'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. There is no night, for in his light you never walk alone. Always feel at home wherever you may go. I'm glad tonight I may walk by myself in this world. Amen. Like Brother Jim Kyle said one time, he was on a hill not far from the church here. He, he's a rabbit hunter. Beagle man. He liked to hear those dogs run. And Brother Jim would go up on that hill many a night, leading those old beagles, Caleb. And he was up there one night and said, Man, darkness had just come in like a blanket. He said, You couldn't see your hand uh, in front of you. 
And he said that he thought, and, and Jim was just, uh, uh, he just didn't like being in the dark by himself, though he was many times. But he, and he'd gotten saved, been saved a few years, and said a spirit of God spoke in him in his heart and said, you're not alone. And he said, and when that hit, I heard that voice, said something hit me, and said, when I come up, uh, uh, got to myself, I don't know how many yards down through a briar patch, I'd shouted and rolled and everything, and said I had my two dogs in my hand, and said, when I got done shouting, praise God, I said, I still have my two dogs in my hand. Amen. It's no secret what God can do. What he did, does for others, he'll do for you. Praise God. And tonight... To reinforce, I told, I got Brother Robert, it's, it's Kathy Hayden. Y'all come on over here. Amen. And uh, this is uh, something that, this is what the Lord had dealt with me. They've got a, a real living testimony. This is not a testimony. This is uh, not a testimony that uh, you just read out of a book. This is a real event that occurred. Amen. Now, I told Carol the other day, and I told Caleb, I said, i tell you what. I said, uh, if I didn't believe in salvation, and I didn't believe God could save, I said, what I know, what God done for this family make me a believer. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a powerful testimony. Amen. And they've been through some things over the years. Brother Robert was raised, he's a great nephew of Brother Robert Hayden. And his name's Robert Hayden. And uh, y'all come on up here. They're afraid of that camera and this mic, but they ain't no use doing that. Amen. But... Uh, they're workers in the church. They're there uh, when we're working, making apple butter. They're there when we're making candy. They're there when we're uh, uh, doing yard sale. And every event, you can always depend on Robert and Kathy. Boy, I'd like to have a church full like that. Amen. This is, I'm telling you tonight, this is what God can do. And I want Brother Robert to go. I told him I want him to get pretty detailed because this is a, a, a real testimony. Talk right in that mic, Robert, where they can hear you. Keep it up there close. First of all, I'd like to thank the Lord for being here tonight. And I'd like to thank the Lord for everything you've done for me. Uh, I've been, I've saved once, twice, and uh, got out of church, got out of the house of God. Went back out into the world. I'll just start right here. In 2008, I got so bad that I was in a homeless shelter. I lived at the Haven of Rest in Bristol in a homeless shelter, had nowhere to go, had one little bag to carry with me. And God blessed me again. I got back in church a little bit, and God blessed me. And I, me and my wife, we got back together. We've been separated several times. Uh, and we got back together. And then I moved to Meadowview, and I, I got back out of church again. And I just kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper in sin. I just kept getting deeper, done things I thought I'd never do because I'd raised better, but I didn't do better. But I thank God that October the 3rd, 2014, I was laying in the back of a car. I was living in a car. That's where I was at. I was living in a car. I had nowhere to go. I laid in the back of that car, and all I could do was cry. And all I could do was cry, and I started praying. 
and the sky was just as clear as it could be, and a cloud come over me. And I started to pray, and I said, Lord, please forgive me for everything I've done wrong. That's all I know to say. And you know what? Immediately, the sky, the cloud went away, and the sky got clear. And I couldn't wait till the next morning. I didn't sleep none hardly all night because I wanted to tell somebody what the Lord done for me. I called my wife. I told her what the Lord had done for me. I told the man where I was standing in the car. I said, the Lord saved me. I said, I was laying in the back of that car last night, and I told him just what I'm telling right now. And I thank God for everything he's done for me. Well, in November the 20th, 2014, I got a call from a state police that my little girl, they found my little girl deceased in the house. I, the devil, he worked on me like you wouldn't believe. I just kept praying, kept going, kept going, and kept going. And me and my wife still went together at that time, but we was talking. And, uh, we got together for everything, and then just a few days later, after that, I promised the Lord, if you'll help me get me a car, I said, I'll go to church. I said, I'll go somewhere to church, but I don't know where to go. Well, in uh, uh, February, in January, I got a car. I was able to work, save the money, get me a car, and uh, I went I called my wife. I said, uh, Kathy, I'd like to ask you a question. I said, uh, would you be willing to go to church with me? And she said, where are you going? I said, well, the Lord dealt with me and led me. I asked him where he wanted me to go. And he led me back home to Buckeye Holler, where I went all my life. And back to Buckeye Holler, back home. And you know what? I was worried to death about asking her. Because I didn't know what she's gonna say. And you know what she said? She said, The Lord, I prayed, Lord, Lord, please save her. Lord, do something. I don't know if I could even ask her to go. You know, the Lord was dealing with her, and I didn't even know it. And she told me on the phone, she said, Y'all go with you. Said, I prayed a few days ago. That's how the Lord will work out things, that's how He'll do things. The Lord will help you if you let him. And I, want, I might touch somebody out here tonight with this because I'm speaking from the bottom of my heart that the Lord loves you and he wants you to live for him because he let me go so far I thought I wasn't going to get back. But I'll tell you what, when I yielded myself to the Lord, he saved me and he saved me good. Because I've been going to church now for five years. I ain't just been going to church. I sing in church. I testify in church. I testify out of church. It don't matter where I'm at. I tell people what the Lord has done for me. And you know what? Me and my wife could have been divorced. But God let us. February the 21st of this year, we celebrated our 34th anniversary. And praise God, I thank God for that. Because I love my wife with all my heart. And I'm going to let her tell you. Let her talk to you. Uh, I want, since Kathy, the 
tell her testimony. And uh, I want her to tell, and I'm just sort of picking at her brain a little bit. I want her to tell how many times she read the Bible through in such a short time after she got saved. I don't know, Dustin, you might have to turn this up for her. I read the Bible through, uh, well, the New Testament 20 times and all the way through 10 times. And I want to thank the Lord for encouraging me and helping me. Like he was talking about, I lost my daughter in 2014. I was an alcoholic. For years, I depend on it. And I just want to thank the Lord for getting me through that. Right. I had trouble eating. I had an eating disorder. And he got me through that, and I'm doing so much better by his mercy and grace. And I just right. want to thank him for letting me be here, for saving my soul right. and everything he's done for me. Right. He's delivered me from so much and brought me through. And I just want to give him all the praise. And there is help out there. Just depend and just look up to the good Lord, and he will help you. Right. Praise God. Amen. I pr- up, Brother Robert. Amen. I appreciate Brother Robert. Is it Kathy? Amen. You that's here, how many know you see what God's done for them? Praise God. They're a prime example. And I'm going to tell you what. I don't know who's listening to this, but I know God spoke to my heart. He said, somebody, maybe not so much of my preaching, but you need to hear what God did for them. And what he did for them, he'll do for you. It's no great secret, is it? We, we're not going to let it be a secret, are we, Robert? Praise God. Are we, Kathy? We're going to tell everybody, praise God, that God can deliver you from alcohol, from tobacco, praise God, and other things. I tell you what, there's things she's given up and started doing that I've not even had to address, but praise God, because she is in the Word of God. And God has touched her heart. Amen. I believe you said New Testament 20 times. And uh, Old Testament, 10 times. And she did it, like, in the first year, how many times? Oh, I can't remember. Was it four or five times? Yes. It was either four or five times she read through the entire Bible in the first year that she was saved. Praise God. The Bible said, says it like this, that he that hunger and thirst after righteousness will be what? Filled. Be filled. Praise God. When you get the Word of God in you, it ain't hard to live right. You'll want to live right. The more you get in there, the more that you want to live right. All right. Thank you all for your testimony, Robert. Sis Kathy. Amen. Again, I can't say a, enough. Not only them, but we've got some great people in our church that has helped us. And they said we're here at our, uh, what we, we call it a new church, but it's new. It's been here a few years now, and we're still working and uh, but uh, they've been faithful our people have in working and giving and fundraising and all the things we do trying to to put together a place of worship a, a house of god to, for people to bring their families to and so we got just a announcement or two here that we want to uh, before we close our service here and again uh you can look our church website on the internet, then it has links to preaching, singing, and different things. Uh, it's called BuckeyeHollaChurch.com. You can also go on the internet and Google up uh, SoundCloud backslash Buckeye Church. There's sermons and songs from years gone by. And again, I, I've said this several times, but uh, uh, Dustin and Ashley don't know how much I really appreciate them. And a lot of the messages that they're pulling out, they were kids and 
Uh, Ashley, for one, wasn't even in our part of the country then, married over here, come out of the tabernacle. And they have just, I believe God has directed them to pick out the sermons. I've not picked out anything. I don't look at, that's their job. They're doing an outstanding and wonderful job. And there was a great friend of mine, and I'm friends with his children, uh, was Brother Ozzy Roberts. Uh, he was a musician. He was a, a man that loved outdoors, coon hunter. He loved chickens, and, uh, and he had one time played professionally with uh, some bluegrass bands out of Nashville. But in later years, Brother Ozzy uh, got saved and came down with cancer. And uh, they found his testimony. And I hope his children will be able to, if they haven't already, uh, been able to listen to his testimony. But it's a testimony of Brother Ozzy Roberts in our church uh, just a while before he passed away. And it's wonderful. And many other recordings that they have from different people that's going on to be at the Lord. Uh, our next service will be this Sunday. We hope to have a uh, drive-in type service of weather permitting. If not, we'll have to try to have it in here. So be much in prayer for us. We'd love to have it outside and trying to get everyone involved in our church uh, that sings and testifies and things to be part of our service. And so uh, until the next service, may God bless you and his peace be with you is our prayer. Thank you.